Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is October 12th, 2020. Forgive me if I'm a little off my game today. As most of you know, I am a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. I can hear the boos and hisses already. Either way, we suffered a great loss yesterday watching our quarterback, Rain Dakota Prescott, go down with what has been determined a compound fracture along with a broken ankle. To witness that on live television as he was making efforts for the team to win. Then, of course, there's the issue with the contract and everything. It's just, like I said, I'm a Cowboys fan. And I've been a Cowboys fan since I was 12 years old, 1977. In that time span, I have only worn two Dallas Cowboy jerseys, players with their numbers. Even at that young age up to today, I always looked at sports figures, not just what they do on the field, but what they do off the field. That's why, you know, I've always given praises to LeBron James, um, Muhammad Ali, particularly after Muhammad Ali retired. You know, there are a number of athletes that, you know, you don't hear much about or short-lived for taking stance. However, as a Cowboys fan, like I said, there's only been two players whose numbers that I've worn on my back. First was Roger Starbuck. I was a big Roger Starbuck fan because I just believed in his career in college, in Naval Academy. Um, the That family man type of thing, the way he played I mean, Roger Starbuck probably suffered multitudes of concussions. This was before the concussion protocol era ever kicked in, but he kept coming back and kept coming back. Either way, I wore that number on my back. And it would be decades later before I put another number on my back, and that was number four. Dak Prescott because of who he is off the field, the mannerism, the demeanor, you know, none of that flashiness, none of that bling and multiple children and baby mamas and all this type of stuff. Just, you know, a well 
grounded athlete. Now, you know, I even go as far as say black man. Yes, I know he's biracial, but I mean, just there's just something about when you find a athlete who is a human being first. It's just, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. So to see him go down with that type of injury, but always believe that there's there's a purpose. You know, people are talking about the contract and how he didn't have a guaranteed contract, stuff like that. I just believe that if you want to see something spectacular happen, spectacular that would come out of this, you just wait and see when he is completely healed. Once you start seeing videos of him training, of him running again, throwing again, it's just going to be, the, the story has just begun. He is going to be an inspiration to not just the NFL, but to humanity itself. And there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to make a full comeback. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I hate to see this, but at the same time, it's, it's the concept of the making of a butterfly. You hate to see the caterpillar wrap itself up, but you know what's going to happen. The struggle that it has to take to come out of the cocoon and what's going to develop, what is going to evolve once its wings are fully spread out. And this is what you're going to witness with Dak Prescott. Let's get on to some, some news. Uh, pretty much... Donald Trump, you know, oh my God, this guy. Though they are saying that Joe Biden is leaving, leading in the polls. In fact, I've heard some say 12 points. I still just do not want to rest on my laurels. In fact, I am the type of person that when you compete, you should be have, you should have the concept, the mindset to defeat your opponent soundly. In boxing, I never liked the TKOs or leaving it up to the judges. I don't like when games are put in the hands of referees. Whenever a person said a referee cheated them out of this win or this was a missed call, I've always had the mindset, it shouldn't have been that close in the first place. It shouldn't have been left to chance by the referees to make this type of decision. This is how I feel about the presidential election. I want to see a landslide. I want to see a landslide in the electoral college. I want to see a landslide in the total number of votes. I want to see where there is no remote possibilities 
of anything to be contested. It would be nice to see this straight across the board with the Senate, the House, local elections. It would be just beautiful to see widespread landslides on November 3rd. I believe that in some cases, this is going to happen. However, I still, I'm, you know, you still got the mindset that you're going to keep your fingers crossed. It's, it's almost just like, you know, watching the Los Angeles Lakers, by the way, congratulations. LeBron James gets his fourth title. Uh, you see... He wins with three different teams, but, you know, again, another person that I consider to be the GOAT, but not just what he does on the field or court, but what he does as a humanitarian. But either way, you, you saw at the beginning of the season, it was predicted that the Lakers were going to take it all. And... They pretty much dominated the season. However, there were times where people found chinks in their armor. You know, and it's going to be one of those seasons where people are going to question things like, you know, we had, you know, where the season was disrupted. Um, of course, the playoff system was totally rearranged. In fact, I think the only way you're going to really quiet the naysayers is L.A. really has to win the title again next year. And I mean, they really have to do it in the fashion that they did this year. You know, I know people are saying, well, if Miami had this person... Or if that person didn't miss this game, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, people fail to realize. You got to look at how Miami got to the finals. That It was not supposed to be Miami. It was deemed that Milwaukee was the premier team. And it was even deemed that it could be the Clippers against Milwaukee. Or the Clippers against Boston. Yes, L.A. was in that group. But definitely not Miami. But people forget. Miami beat these teams to get there. And though it was, you know, it might have taken its toll on them. They still got there. But at the same time, you know, I think in order for L.A. to really quiet the naysayers they really have to win it again next year and you know i know i got off on a tangent but going back to the election this is how the results of this election has to be it has to be a landslide early voting mail-in ballots uh, election day turnout it just it has to be 
a galvanizing experience. Um, in fact, my plan tomorrow, I am going to vote in early voting. I'm going to go to my polling station and I'm going to cast my vote in person. Which, you know, I guess one of the first things I want to talk about is, and if anybody can answer this, exactly what is a poll watcher? And what is the actual tasks that they perform? I'm hearing all these different stories about people might be out at polling locations supposedly to intimidate individuals you know I don't you know and I don't know what form of intimidation are they talking about I mean are they saying like people will actually walk up to individuals and stand in front of them I mean I don't know what what is this definition of the word intimidation you know, I listened to Joe Madison um, show on on XM Radio, and a couple of days ago there were a number of callers that expressed their concerns. You know, not only just putting signs in their front yards, but actually, you know, early voting starting in most places this week. And they were just expressing concerns about, and I mean, it really, they were really expressing fear that certain situations might arise from so-called poll watchers. And I'm thinking, you know, and I guess I never really thought, I mean, is security out there? Or when I say security, I'm talking about police. State, because this is, you know, this is federal or state um, level. I'm thinking um, just how, how does, how are, are people protected if, if it's that really that deep? I've never, I never experienced anything like this. So I can't say that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the concept or the concern. Are people actually going to be out at polling stations trying to intimidate individuals? And you know, which, what neighborhoods are these individuals? Because I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. I live in a Republican county, so I'm thinking. At my polling station, am I going to be confronted by individuals that are going to, what, I guess, what are they going to do? Try to deter me? Um, prevent me from coming in? I mean, I, I don't understand this, this whole concept that people are talking about. Now, I understand... There are individuals that will monitor to make sure people are moving in the right direction. But 
when they talk about people that are going to be out there to intimidate individuals. I'm just I'm just curious. I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and say I hope that don't happen, but I'm I, I would like to see that. I would like, you know, is this is this something that is real? So, you know, I'm curious. I'm, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be out there bright and early to cast my vote. Um President Trump, you know, did something that, I mean, I've never heard this before, where he had his doctors to sign non-disclosure agreements. I never, I never, I never knew a doctor could do that. It, it's believed that it was done this time when he was in the hospital. But it also is believed that back in November that he had the doctors sign a non-disclosed reasoning for his visit. And it was based, my understanding was that they signed this before they even looked at him. So it was obvious whatever was going on, he needed to go to the hospital he was so focused on how it would look negatively that he had them to sign NDAs. And it was actually stated that two of the doctors refused to do so because they felt that it went against protocol. And it was stated that these doctors were immediately removed from his treatment team. So, I mean, again, this, this guy has a ton of secrets and he portrays this Teflon Don mentality when really he's a feeble old man. Now, in regards to the coronavirus, you know, different people have different opinions on it. Some believe that he had it. Some believe say that he never had it. Uh, some believe that he was using it as a ploy. It's hard. It's hard to gauge that because I'm thinking, let's say he didn't have it. Let's say it was a complete fabricated lie. How how would this benefit him? Yeah, he comes out with this image to downplay the virus by saying, I had it. They cured me. Um, you know, even saying things like he's immune to it. Now, do I believe that? Let's, let's, let's say play devil's advocate. Let's say he did have the virus. I believe without a doubt, there's a cure out there. And I believe without a doubt, the term experimental, you can throw that out the window. There's no way that they experimented with a drug on the president of the United States. People fail to realize that President Obama 
had task force already set up, resources, funding already set up to combat this virus. They had saw this coming down the pike. So there was, there was things in place that was already combating the coronavirus. I don't know if they had a name for it or whatever. I don't even know how they got the name COVID-19. I don't know if it's just, that's the name of the number of antidotes before they got it right. Or, you know, you know where does number um, name come from? If anybody have more detail about this, please, I would love to know that. I was thinking about that today. Where did they get the name coronavirus? Where did they get the name COVID-19? What does the 19 stand for? But either way, um, I believe without a doubt, there are remedies for this virus. Now, how it would be administered to the population, you know, that's, that's the tricky, that's the tricky question. However, with somebody on the level of the president of the United States, if he had it, would they be able to administer to him a cure, a successful cure? I believe they would. I believe they can. I mean, we don't even know if this virus is, is it, is it man-made? Because if it's man-made, then it's definitely a, a man-made cure. So we don't, you know, we don't know this. You know, people are saying it's like the super flu. It's a, you know, the, a flu that has morphed on its own. But either way, what would be his tactic? The benefit of him saying he got the virus and saying that he's cured. If anything, it severely has backfired in his face because now he's going around saying, go on with your life. Basically, he's almost playing up that it's a hoax situation. Of course, there's, there's over 200,000 individuals that have passed away from this. There's over a million friends and family that have been affected by the deaths and the patients of this virus. And you got this individual that's sitting there saying that, you know, it's, it's not as severe as the scientists want you to believe. You know, the thing that people have to understand and you have to gain this concept about the president of the United States. He's a methomaniac. And once you gain that concept of this is who he is, everything will start to take shape in you realizing 
the, the, the foundation of this guy. I mean, this past weekend, he holds a rally on the White House lawn for mostly black and Hispanic individuals. And he's on the balcony, you know, don't have a mask on. Though, you know, the majority of people in the audience, they have on masks, but it's obvious they they not abiding by the six six foot distancing. You know, you got Hispanic black people all with their t-shirts on, all with their mega hats, which is believed that this was put together by Candace Owens and her organization. It's it's like what's what's the purpose? What's the purpose of presenting this to the American people? You know, what's when when they say that he don't want to have the second debate because he don't want to use the the zoom cameras because this would be a disadvantage for him. Yeah, he's, you know, touting that Joe Biden will have people helping him behind the scenes and all this stuff like this. Like, you know, he wouldn't himself. But see the whole the whole gimmick for him to be on stage is to be disruptive. His whole gimmick is not to have any substance. You know, the vice president, he he did the same thing. When you think about the number of questions and the number of answers to those questions that was on the up and up, you didn't get nothing. So you you had a presidential debate, a vice presidential debate, and really from the point of view of the candidates, I mean, without a doubt, Senator Harris, she had poise, she had style, she answered her questions to the best of her abilities. The only thing, you know, I would say that she kind of kind of got stuck on was when um, Pence did ask if the Democrats had their way, would they stack the court? Meaning that would they add more individuals to the court? And to me, I don't see why they don't just say, yeah. That's or put in it so that you could take away the life appointee. I don't know why Democrats refuse to continue playing fair. I mean, this goes back to when Obama was in his last year and he had the opportunity to appoint a Supreme Court nominee. Now, granted, the Republicans... They have, they had then the Senate. I mean, it goes through the Senate. And they used all these, you know, crooked ideas. But of course, the Democrats started thinking, you know what? There's a good point. There's a good point. There's a good point. But the thing is, here we are 
four years later, you know, fate would have it, the exact same situation. And they're like, you know what? Ah, fuck y'all. We're going we gonna to cram our person through. And all the Democrats are like sitting there saying, hey, that's not fair. And I'm like, really? This is how, this is how you all going to play this? I mean, if anything you gain from the Republican Party, they don't give a damn. They will tell you, I'm going to cheat. They're, they cheat when they tell you that they are cheating. And the Democrats just like, okay, we're going to play fair. And I'm thinking, come on, enough is enough. How many times you going to let a person just continue to slap you? I mean, it ain't, you can't even get mad at the Republican Party. If anything, I'm, it's, it's sickening and disgusting, disgusting watching the, the Democrats, how they carry themselves. They look weak. They look pathetic. Okay, you know what? Donald Trump is going to get this Supreme Court nominee. Now, unless the Democrats can work on something to find something crucial, which, of course, they got to get dirty. They got to find something crucial on this Supreme Court justice candidate. If not, she's gonna get a point. And really, I don't even know if that would even stop him. She could be an ax murderer. But the thing is, the Senate is controlled by the Republican. So they, gonna still, they can still vote her in. You just gotta make it so that the American people are going to be severely pissed off and you got to realize that this is before the election. This can have an impact on how people vote. But I mean, the Democrats, they got to they gotta change. And it's not just, let's say Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they win. President, Vice President of the United States. Let's say the Democrats take the Senate. And they got the house. They got to do something with that. There have been times where the Democrats have controlled everything. And they didn't do nothing with that. Not one thing was done with that opportunity. So let's say this time, if they get the fortunes of controlling everything they got to do something with it but we'll wait and see next time when i come back i'll tell you about my experience my um from voting i don't think nothing is going to happen but at the same time i really want to see exactly what is the definition of a poll watcher However, until then, please, I uh, love to hear your comments, your questions, your responses. You can follow this post on Facebook where I post a number of things. Love to hear your responses. 
As always, this has been another episode of There's a System to This Madness. I am Osaze Shabazz. God bless. Take care. Until next time.